Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to Pitchside with Toby Reynolds, a Sports Gazette podcast, where each episode we take a deep dive into a new sporting topic with a new guest. I'm your host Toby and this week I'll be joined by Dan Jadzevic to discuss cricket content creation and the growth of the R Cricket brand. Dan is the creator of the R Cricket YouTube channel with over 400,000 subscribers, as well as being a podcast host, cricket commentator and content creator. Throughout this episode, we look at how Dan first got into cricket, his YouTube influences and his first commentating gig at Northamptonshire over the summer, as well as some of his predictions for the England vs India Test Series. I'm now joined by Dan from Our Cricket. It's great to have you on, Dan. Thanks for having me, mate. I'm looking forward to it. I've, I've just got in through the door and uh, podcast mode, podcast mode activated. Just turning it on, turning it on like a pro. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. But yeah, let's let's jump right in. I think obviously you're most well known for being a content creator on sort of in the cricket world. How did you first get into cricket? Because I think I'm right in saying you were quite late in the cricket world. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know a little bit about what's going on here. Um, I was one of those Ashes 2005 kind of babies i guess i i'd barely apart from like playing a bit of muck about stuff in the back garden with my dad and my brother i'd barely done any cricket as a as a kid i'd played different sports done different things and um i think i was meant to be studying for my gcse's at that point so you can work out kind of my age from that and because it was on channel four what i thought was clearly the more sensible thing to do instead of revising trigonometry or the periodic table or something i would sit there and watch the ashes on on the tv instead and uh yeah, looking back on it, and when you think about what cricket is like now, it's it's a really kind of strange way to 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 think about the fact. Oh, I got picked up on this sport by watching Test cricket that now no one likes. Um, and uh, so, yeah, two thousand and five, and I think it was then the winter nets in the following year. So it would have been winter two thousand and six that I would have gone and joined um, my first club, so to speak. And uh, so, yeah, I didn't have a childhood, which which might show in some of the videos. What um. What was it most that interested you about cricket when you sort of first started watching? Uh, do you know what? I, like, even from a complete uh, novice, uninterested person, that 2005, that it just felt so special. Even even someone that I didn't know who really these people were. Like, I didn't really know who Kevin Peterson was. I didn't really know who Shane Warne was. Didn't know who Ponting, Langer, Hayden, etc. But I think... I think like it was it was broadcast and it was conveyed by the commentary in such an like an enticing and gripping way uh, that 
um, that it couldn't help but kind of inspire me as as a 16-year-old to kind of think this sport is incredible. And to think that I kept turning it on again and all those characters as well, like Freddie, the, the Flintoff character, the, the Brett Lee character, Warren, I mean, was a huge character. It, it was really difficult not to watch it and, and not to not to kind of fall in love with, I guess, almost like the the romance of the sport rather than the actual kind of um, the the technicalities and uh, and the, the the traditions and things like that. It was it 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 must have been it must have been that. And I mean, cricket, as you mentioned, sort of Test cricket is no longer the the biggest, or probably not the biggest side of cricket anymore. T Twenty has been growing massively. Um, I mean, the hundred is is now the biggest uh, competition probably in in the UK. How do you think that new fans are being attracted as it sort of shifted from test to, to the hundreds? That's a great question. Um, do you know what? If I had an answer, I reckon I'd be, I'd be employed by the ECB and working on the hundred. But uh, do you know what? I think I think the way that the ECB have gone about it, particularly with the hundred and that that focus on the family aspect of it, I think is is incredibly important. I think I think cricket when you when you think about the the stereotypes as to why certain groups don't particularly want to get involved in sport, I think cricket cr- cricket builds so many bridges or has the ability to build so many bridges. When I when I was at school, when I did GCSEs, we we learned about things in PE, and it was like, oh, well, girls don't want to play sport because they don't want to wear shorts or whatever, whatever. And that was genuinely what was being discussed in textbooks at that point. But then you don't have those issues with cricket. Um, and I think actually the family aspect of it is a bit of a throwback to when someone like my dad used to play cricket and he used to sit there and kind of go, yeah, we used to turn up on a Sunday afternoon and the whole village would turn out and watch us and the um, like the, all the partners would come and the kids would come and they'd all play and, and everybody would turn up. So I kind of feel like it's it's a step in, it's a step almost back in time, but I think actually it's quite a progressive step forward. Have you noticed a sort of change in, in viewership on, on your content that, as as the hundred has become more popular and, and even sort of was created only three years ago now, that there's almost been a, an uptaking in kids, or do you think that that's always that's always been a love there and it's never really had had sort of a, a format to blossom? Uh, YouTube's a funny one. So if you if you're under the age of eighteen, you have to create an account which says you're over the age of eighteen, otherwise you can't watch certain types of content on YouTube. I, I would imagine the sidemen, they like swearing quite a lot. And I think that's probably kind of gate kept away from those under 18. So actually the the analytics with regards to age is, is a little bit misleading. I think when it comes to YouTube, I think there's a lot of people watching YouTube that are under the age of 18 that, that actually um, are saying they are over the age of 18. So I don't really know. But one thing that I think, and it, it wasn't, it's never really been huge numbers, but one thing that has seen a, a kind of a, a, a slow increase has actually been the number of female viewers on the channel, on Instagram, um, when you look into the demographics and the analytics on those couple of platforms, actually the percentage of views coming from the the female um, cricket fan is increasing. It's it's still not uh, comparable to to the male views, but it's it really is growing, which is which is so exciting. And I think the hundreds done a brilliant job at developing women's cricket, professional cricketers in in the UK, and creating household names that probably wouldn't have existed three years ago. Joe Joe Gardner is sort of part of the the R Cricket channel. Has she spoken much about it, and what's her sort of opinion on on the hundred? Because I've heard a few few mixed opinions about sort of women's cricket through the hundred. Whether it's almost focusing too much on that sort of top level and creating a new format, but also it's now giving them a platform to be front and center alongside the men. 
Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe we'll have to tap her up and get her on the podcast and then you can kind of ask her directly. But I think having spoken to her, it, it was, I, I suppose it was kind of a career that was still a little bit vocational, if that makes sense. It was never, it wasn't ever really enough to kind of be, oh, I'm a full-time professional cricketer. Um, and I know a lot of the girls were studying at the same time or doing part-time jobs on top of playing uh, cricket in the in the domestic structure in the UK. So I think the 100 really has enabled the girls and Joe included to genuinely have a full-time salary from cricket. And this is her job now, which is which is incredible. Um, so not only does she obviously get the salary through the Sunrisers, but then also picks up that salary through whichever one of the 100 franchises she was playing for, which was the Trent Rockets last summer. Um, so, yeah, I think it's I think it's been huge. And I think for that perspective, I think she's she's all for it. You um you mentioned the Sidemen just just now as well. Right. Is on sort of your YouTube side, is there any anyone in particular who you sort of look to for influence and have been trying to to maybe emulate in a sort of cricketing way or or is it just we'll do what we do and see what comes out? Yeah. Uh, so what I love what I love about the platform and having watched more and more of it since I've become more invested in it is actually the creativity that, that goes with the content and the storytelling as well, which which I'm really trying to do. So things like where I've built the cricket bat in my dad's garage, um, things where I've bought the worst rated cricket bat on the internet. I, I really want to focus on the, let's try and hook. And I think Max Fosh, you said this in, in one of his kind of podcasts that he was being interviewed on. It's kind of like, what hook can you get with with the audience in those first kind of 10 seconds, which is your title thumbnail and that kind of opening line that's then going to keep them engaged all the way through that video so that they actually find out what happens at the end um and i think that's where that's where i want to sit i want to create cricket con youtube hang on how do i best describe this you cricket youtube content is what i want to create rather than rather than exclusive cricket content if that does that does that make sense i, yes. I kind of difficult to explain it but rather than rather than oh let's um let's watch this guy bat for a bit I want to I want to create a story about that bat or that person or this challenge or, or whatever that might be. So that's kind of where I sit. And someone like Max is is someone that I really admire his content. I think it's I think it's about as good as it gets on YouTube at the moment. And I think probably the fact that his subscriber base is growing as quick as what it is, probably a lot of people agree with me. So yeah, I, I would have to agree with you. Yeah, I do do love a few Max Fosh videos out there. Have you maybe tried to see if you can get him on the R Cricket channel? Maybe he could be in there do a little net session with him see see what he's like yeah so i i've got ideas i have got ideas and i've got i've got a list of creators that i'd love to work with um and I create a bit of a series about them and kind of see how they go um in the cricket environment um and i know max actually played cricket at a fairly decent level he played he played at lords once for um do you know the 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 eaton harrow game um which might not be the biggest shock in the world, but he did play in that game. So he's a decent cricketer. So I think he'll do pretty well. That could be quite, quite a cool series, I guess. You can sort of see, because I reckon there'd be probably quite a few YouTubers out there who might be a lot better than you'd almost realise with cricket. Like I wouldn't have thought Max Fosh would be that sort of that good a cricketer, probably a first team cricketer, I guess, at, at Eton or Harrow. So that's quite quite impressive. And it'd be interesting to see maybe how how they'd all sort of compare, I guess. I think so. I think so. And kind of circling back to the hundred, it's kind of an attempt now that, that cricket might be seen a little bit cooler than what it was three years ago. Um, so I think he stand a bit of a better chance of actually engaging some of the some of the cool kind of 
demographics in society, some of the cool people in society to actually engage with the sport that a lot of people probably thought wasn't actually that great three years ago. Well, I mean, a lot of footballers, or not a lot, but a few footballers were at the 100 this year. I mean, Harry Kane and Matt Doherty, I think, were at Lords. As was was Beth Mead in in Manchester at some point as well. I think so, yeah. Does just show that they are trying to find that sort of new lease of fans that they can try and draw out and 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 try and bring into the game. I guess um, you also started commentating for for Northampton this year. You had quite a good relationship with them. How did that all come about, and how have you found commentating for sort of good few hours of a, of a day on on what could be a, a fairly dull county game at times? Yeah, so I made some content with them previously and just stayed in touch with the with the media manager there. Um, and they caught me at a pretty opportune time that my calendar last year ended up looking pretty empty at a time. So um, they kind of offered me the first four championship games. Um, and on the end of the first day, they, they kind of said, well, what are you doing for the rest of the summer? Uh, we, we kind of like you up here for the rest of the year. So I was like, well, okay, cool. My diary's empty. Let's do it. Let's fill it up and let's, let's get on with it. But I'll be honest with you to start with, it was, it was quite surreal and quite daunting. Um, I think, I think everybody's really happy to chat about sports, whatever it might be in the pub with their mate at the club, uh, telling everybody the fact that they'd have played a better cover drive than Ollie Pope in this situation, or that free kick definitely should have gone to the left hand post or, or whatever that should be. Like everybody's a decent kind of a decent player, but actually to, to kind of then stick, sit down there with a microphone in front of you and go, Oh, wow. I've actually got to talk about proper cricket now. Um, it was, it was a challenge. It was a challenge. However, I loved it. It was so much fun. It was it was interesting actually spending time researching um, the teams and the players and the build up to the games, um, particularly in the county championship, which I'll hold my hand up to and say that I probably didn't really watch much of it in before this this season or last season. Um, so that was great fun, actually, to kind of learn about different players and, and, and that, that competition. And ultimately, I, all I wanted to do was kind of try and come across on the live stream and on commentary that I was actually like, I was enjoying it as much as what I was. And I hoped that my enjoyment then came across on the, on the commentary. And then other people kind of thought, actually, this lad kind of sounds like he actually wants to be there. So I can probably get behind him. What, what did you find the hardest part of, of commentating on, on the other end? Was there anything that came quite naturally? The hardest part was the evening sessions of the county championship because they just go on and on and on and on. Like it's, I think some of them you can get up to about three hours and with the setup at North Ants, there was only two commentators and we, we'd have kind of half an hour as a lead and then half an hour as a, as a secondary person. And as a secondary person, if you wanted to, you could get off and pop to the loo or, or grab a bottle of water or whatever, but it wasn't really fair for the person that you were commentating with to clear off for half an hour. So those evening sessions, they, they, they potentially lasted about three hours. So they were tough. Um, and I reckon the most fun, the most fun I had, the absolute standout was, was talking about Prifty Shaw's double hundred against Somerset. Um, that's one of the most surreal innings I think I've ever seen in my life. I know the, the one day cup has had its critics because of the players playing in other competitions, but not many people score list day double hundreds, do they? And I think Privty's got two of them now. Um, it's just a ridiculous player. He's not bad, isn't he? And to think he doesn't even get really that near the Indian side as well shows how strong they are. And, and I guess it's not, not very fair for, for the rest of the world for the next few decades, perhaps. Um, 
I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. As well, though, you've had so many other great experiences sort of with our cricket. Most recently, you went to Sri Lanka with the Barmy Army. How, how was that? How, how, how did that one come about as well? Uh, that was that was a really, really strange couple of minutes on on a Zoom call with with a guy called Adam at the Barmy Army. Um, we're talking about potentially doing some work with the Barmy Army this year. Um, and almost out of the blue, Adam mentioned about this Fans World Cup and kind of said, well, what could you do in order for us to kind of promote us and kind of get you out there to come with us? Um, so I was kind of like, okay, cool. That sounds great. So I sent an email back straight away and was like, well, I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. And they were like, yep, sounds great. Come along with us. And I think from a club cricketer's perspective, that's got to be the coolest experience that I think you could you could ever kind of sign yourself up for. I said to Chris, who's the 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 top dog at the Barmy Army at the moment, I said, this is a money can't buy experience that money can actually buy. Um, obviously, what's expensive is very subjective to different people at the moment. But when you think about, I think it was five days, so it was quite an intense period with fl- with long flights on either side but return long haul flights five nights accommodation in in a really quality hotel three meals a day sorted um playing kit transfers um all the organization that goes into getting it sorted is kind of is is cheap into start in comparison to the price and that's before you even get to the point where you suddenly go I get to play cricket on a on an actual proper cricket ground and one of the coolest in the world as well yeah you do just basically it seemed like you were just a professional cricketer for a few days which was an unreal experience i'm sure it was it was surreal um yeah police escorts from the hotel to the grounds um like the welcome at the airport because you, you see it on like the, the players instagram stories don't you when they turn up and they land and they they're like oh what a welcome from the Rajasthan royals family or whatever and you think oh that looks kind of cool i wonder what that would be like <laughs> and actually this is exactly what happened there was there was music there was dancing there was there was drinks there was photographers there was all sorts at the airport and it really did set it set out to kind of give you that professional player experience and i think it delivered it delivered and some it, it way exceeded my expectations of the event and yeah to think that to think that you got to play on on that ground but admittedly i didn't get to stay out there very long but it was still it was still a good fun experience to be able to play there is that the the coolest experience you think you've got through our cricket or or there have been others that have been equally uh, amazing i think most a lot of them it's a bit of a pinch me moment to be honest with you um the commentary side of it would be part of it as well. I think to to be able to get to do that, the Sri Lanka one for sure. I know there's some things kind of in the pipelines for this year as well, which I think again are going to be going to be very much kind of 
I won't really believe it until I've actually been there, if that makes sense. Um, even the trip to Frankfurt the other day to go and get motion captured for for this this project was was surreal. Just so interesting to see how things work. And um, yeah, honestly, any day that I'm kind of making content for our cricket or working in cricket is is just such a privilege. On a slightly different note, England are heading to India where there's possibly going to be no content at the moment. Who knows who's hosting and who's um, going to be showing that one. What are your predictions for for that taunt, for the Test Series? Do you think that England do have a chance and will Basball prevail? Uh, so I tweeted out the other day and said I'd dye my hair like Ollie Robinson if England won the series. So I, I'm fairly confident that I think India are probably going to come out on top. Do I think... I think they stand... They stand a much better chance of being competitive than what they were four years ago. I think I think following on from Rohit's comments in South Africa about the pitches, I think we can probably expect them to be to be pretty lively. And I don't have an issue with that at all. I think traveling to India, I think you should expect pitches that are going to be able to turn early on in a test match. That's that's the beauty of the fact that we play this sport all across the world. But I think the the mindset of trying to hit those deliveries for fours and sixes rather than trying to survive for as long as possible and just waiting for that one on with your name on it, I think is going to be, is going to be a much more interesting approach by England to go head to head with India. I know they pick four spinners, haven't they, for their first, for the first two tests, which read into that as to what you will. Um, But I think they're probably, maybe not the the Indian team, but I think the Indian fans will be a little bit wary of this, of this England team. Um, Very different, but obviously very successful in Pakistan. Um, So, yeah, I mean, who knows? Who knows? One of these lads, all they've got to do is go out there for an hour and they could take a score batting the way they, batting the way they do. And, and actually India could be, could be looking over their shoulders, knowing that they're then going to have to go and bat on this pitch that's doing all sorts as well. So, um, yeah, it's exciting if we get to watch any of it. Yeah, I know that that will be the the one big if, I guess. Do Do you think that? Well, I mean, as you mentioned, England are in a in a better position this year. They have seemingly a better spin spinning options as well. I mean, Joe Root was a second spinner in one of the Test matches last time out. Um, do you think that that someone like Rian Ahmed might be able to to come through and and actually play a massive role in the series? I think if England are going to do well, I think one of those three, I think they're going to have to. They're going to have to have a real breakout series. I think we know what we're going to get from Jack Leach now. I think he's quality. And I I could sit here now and probably guess that he's going to have 20 odd wickets at the end of the series and that he's going to do brilliantly for England. One of Rayan, who I assume would be their first choice in order to kind of balance that team a little bit better, knowing that Stokes probably isn't going to be able to bowl will be the first person to have that opportunity. Um, and then Tom Hartley after that, and then probably Shoaib Bashir as the, as the final kind of choice. But one of those guys, I think, is going to have to really have a breakout series for England to to, to genuinely compete because the pitches are going to turn and, and high-quality spin is going to be so important. And, and as we've seen with some of those deliveries that Moeen managed to serve up to Virat Kohli, even some of the best players in the world are going to struggle against high-quality spin. Um, so yeah, and Hey, if it's a leg spinner, sign me up. That's going to throw me back to 2005 watching Warney and we can have Ray and Ahmed doing bits for us. I'm all, I'm, I'm keen. No, it should be, should be hopefully a, a good series. Um, and then finally, Dan, one of the, the sort of the biggest videos that, that got you, well, growth within, within the YouTube audience was backyard cricket and was absolutely yeah. amazing. I'll we'll give you a little bit of time to think about it, but I'd quite like to know if, if you were building your ultimate backyard six, you know, a couple batters, a couple bowlers, maybe a keeper, throw in an all-rounder if you can, who do you think would sort of 
be the best options on there on maybe a sort of slightly spicy wicket with uh with the bowling machine coming at them and and a few sort of static fielders around the <laughs> garden okay okay so six and out is a rule Six right. and out is, is definitely a rule, yeah. Okay, so that rules out some of the lads that I was thinking of straight away because I think for pure fun, I think Butler, Maxwell, people like that would be would be great fun. However, I don't think I could trust them not to hit the ball over a fence. So, I think I think we'd have to, I think we'd we'd stack the batting. I think we'd have to go for Joe Root because I could watch him bat all day. Steve Smith. I feel like he'd score runs everywhere. Um, and I feel like he would bat long enough and have the temperament to not even think about hitting the ball over the fence because he would just want to spend time out in the middle. Um, so we'll definitely have those two. In terms of bowling, I think we need thing is I don't necessarily think you need quality spin, but I do think if you're gonna if you're gonna serve it up on a on a real proper backyard pitch, then someone like Rashid Khan, I think, would be would be pretty handy. Maybe hitting kind of a few daisies or a dandelion, I think would probably do quite a bit from it. Um, maybe a bit of Shaheen Shah Afridi, a bit of tall bounce, high pace, I think would probably, you imagine that one that lands halfway down and just scoots straight along the floor and hits you on the shoelaces. And who, who else? Have I got two more players to pick, have I? Two more, yeah. Probably a keeper in there as well, possibly. Keeper. Or maybe an all-rounder. So read into this as you will, but I'll take Ben Folks. <laughs> on a on a dodgy pitch i think you need your best keeper so we'll have ben folks behind the behind the sticks and then who do we go for an all-rounder have you got a, have you got a six here as well have you have you pre-loaded with you I, I didn't pre pre-think of a six i think your six is looking pretty pretty good at the moment who would i have as an all-rounder maybe i would go maxwell just because i think it would be hilarious because there was there's bound to be it's it's, it's got to be good fun. Like he's got to be able to bat long enough to be able to do something. And then I just think it would be hilarious when he reverse swept somebody over somebody's house or something like that. So let's have Maxwell in there for the middle because Root and Smith can get all the runs. Maxwell can have some fun. Folks can do all the tidying up. And then um, and then we've got Shaheen and, and Rashid Khan for the bowling. That would be a very, very dangerous six-man team, I think. I can't imagine many teams out there would ever want to come up against up against that. I mean, you could could maybe have some look like a Darren Stevens could have been quite useful on a Ooh. green seamer, um, but I think that's not not a bad not a bad six there at all. Thank you, Dan, so much for for coming on the podcast as well. It's been been great having you and great hearing your insight on sort of cricket content and uh, and the England India series as well. Mate, thanks for having me. Um, hopefully, it's a good series. Hopefully, we're not sat here in what two and a half months' time, five nil down, and uh, and crying about England Test cricket again. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Thank you all so much for listening and make sure you head over and follow us on social media. It's at pitchside underscore podcast on Instagram, Toby Reynolds 10 on TikTok and Toby underscore Reynolds 10 on Twitter. Head over to the Sports Gazette website to read articles from all of our pundits and writers here at the Sports Gazette. Make sure you like the podcast and give it a rating. It really helps. And make sure to join us next time on Pitchside. Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.